Hussein Halak is the founder of Momentable Art. They are an organization bringing the best visual experiences to customers through innovative software, personalization, and immersive storytelling. Welcome, Hussein. Thank you for having me. Uh, excited to have you on. Tell us a little about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Awesome. So um, I am an entrepreneur through and through, always been an entrepreneur, even with before knowing what the word meant. <laughs> I started doing my own business, and then I learned that the word entrepreneur existed in 2003, mainly because I was born in Damascus, Syria. We don't have a word for entrepreneur in say. We do have people who have their own businesses, but usually it's inherited, like, you know, you're part of a family. So in 2003, I learned the words like, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> but yeah, I've been an entrepreneur all my life, built several businesses, uh, mainly because I was always excited about something. And I go, uh, not that I like building businesses, building businesses is very, very hard. Uh, but I wanted to do something and then I couldn't find somebody doing it. So I went and did it. And uh, mostly in the intersection of art, culture and technology have background in uh, engineering, but then all of my all of my focus was marketing, advertising, and art and culture. And you momentable is 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 very unique. Is it easy to describe? I'll just how how do you describe momentable? Absolutely. So I've been fascinated with art and culture all my life. Uh, love art. Um, spent a lot of time in galleries, museums. I'm that geeky guy. And f fell in love with art very, very early on. For example, Picasso is one of my favorite artists. And it took me, uh, I, I got introduced to him in 1992. And it took me until last year to see his artwork in real life. Hmm. 30 years it took me. So it's like, this is the experience of 90% of people, 90% of people in the world have never set foot in a gallery or museum, which boggles my mind. Mm. And even if they do, 97% of all art and culture that we produced as humans sit in storage, which is insane. So I said to myself, how can I bring that to every person in the world? How can I bring the experience of art and culture? How can we connect people using art and culture? And uh, that's how Momentable was born. It's a way to create a magical experience on every screen so that you can stream art to your screen, enjoy it with music, enjoy it with, uh, you know, an, a voiceover, just like you're watching a well-done BBC documentary, maybe with a British voice as well, over. Maybe, right? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> to give it some authority. Sure, right. Oh, this person's serious. All right, 30 years of enjoying Picasso from a distance. What was it like yes. to to know that you were going to see it and then the build up and and there it oh is. Oh my god. Oh my god. So <laughs> it was my first visit to New York which is by itself incredible because while being raised and born in Damascus, Syria, you know how people fall in love with certain cultures, even though they they've never visited. My sure. son loves the Japanese culture for for some reason, he loves it. I loved American culture. I saw everything, all sitcoms, and 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 it was unique because to capture language and to understand comedy in a in a, in a language that is not yours, you were not born learning that language. is very hard. And a lot of people can like, what are you laughing at? And I've always and most sitcoms that I saw were based, for example, Seinfeld was based in New York. So I always had an idea of New York. So when I went there 
physically in reality is like it was surreal so that was the first thing and then going to moma and standing in front of picasso was so surreal that i didn't want to see any other artworks so i saw picasso's paintings and i got out and i was like i have to savor this moment so that's what it was like it was like oh my god this is incredible and i couldn't believe it because i've seen it but you see it in a book it's like this on a screen it's like this but the painting in real life is like this so it's incredible. And I wanted to give that that experience to everyone. And that's what drives me every day. I wanted I want everyone to experience what it's like to engage with art and culture so that they can connect with that because these things bring us together. Uh, art is a conversation, and it, this is what what I've seen in my life brings people together. We have a painting in our living room when I was growing up. And that painting is by a surreal artist called Bia Azawi, which is an Iraqi artist who lives now, I think, in the UK. And he was a friend of my parents, and he left us. It's a surreal painting, so it's a very weird painting, other than, let's say, a landscape or something. And every time we had guests, the painting will, will come up, and it's like, what did he mean? What is this all about? Because he had like a one-eyed person, you know, very weird. So I've always stuck in my mind that how art starts conversations and people connect over it so that's that's why i do what i do that was what i was curious about what was what was what your experience was growing up as a kid and your parents were they fans of art or did they happen to know this particular artist maybe both that's a great question um growing up in syria in syria people are very very well read and in fact it's actually frowned upon to read business books. There is no business books while I was growing up. In fact, it was very hard to get, get them, mainly because why would you want to do that? You you grow up, you go to find a job, you know, you go to university, find a job, get a car and marry marry your wife and that's it. So um, you, re you read while growing up, you read a lot of poetry, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, stories and a lot of uh, politics as well <laughs> to this region. So you're very connected to that. And most everywhere you go, you find you, every house would have probably all of Karl Marx, you know, <laughs> all of uh, Lenin, uh, these kind of stuff. And they would have also all of the other books that are like, you know, about uh, economics and uh, Keynesian economics, for example, stuff like that. People were very well read. So growing up, that's what you're resonating towards. So interest in art is is also uh, kind of seen, but don't become an artist. You know, have an interest in art, but being an artist is not a way to make money. So your parents was like, no, be an engineer. I had the opportunity to go to arts or engineering. It's like, of course, engineer, because it has more status where we go. Um, so I wanted to change that. They they supported me, but uh, when I was playing the guitar, but it was like more like, oh, this is a hobby. Good for you. It's nice to have, but it's never seen as something that you would pursue as a life. And when I started reading about how to become a successful manager, everybody made fun of me. <laughs> My my siblings are like, what are you, until date, they say, oh, you're the one who, remember when you used to read how to become a successful manager? Because it's, uh, business is seen, as I told you, as, as something you inherit. Uh, from you, you work in the family business. And uh, Damascus is known for the best merchants in the world because Silk Road, thousands of years of experience. Hmm. So that is that is how how business you get into the business. So it was I was like an outsider. So that was the kind of the experience, and it's kind of surreal to be here. And I find it always hard to tell my mom what do I do. It's like my mom keeps asking me till date. It's like, so what is exactly that you do? 
you mean like to who do you work with like who is your boss how how who pays you and it's very hard to explain it to her that's that's so funny i think that a lot of us have that experience with our with our moms uh, i was thinking as you were telling me this story about um the the culture and what folks spent their leisure time or However, it is that the, the 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 kind of books that people were reading in Syria, and I thought to myself, well, here in the United States, we are so in our heads, and we've kind of lost that mind body connection. But then, I, but then we certainly love music and certain forms of art. But to your points, most of us have never been inside of a museum, so it's it's interesting. Mm. Yeah, it, and the, the other the other thing is that you have you celebrate musicians in in the um in in let's say the middle east being a musician and working in that space of course if you're successful and have money almost everyone celebrates you usually people celebrate success in general but art is seen as something as like um as a as something fringe or, or and and being in the art space and being especially if you're in the music space you're mostly seen as you know oh you play with a band you are you're like less than whereas it's a it's a valid you know a uh, career or a life goal for for America which is one being in America which is one of the reasons I loved America I loved music a lot most of the artists jazz blues you know out of New Orleans uh, it, you you kind of it, these are my idols and I uh, and it was it was only a small group of people that I could talk to about that and celebrate that other people you talk about that they wouldn't know because uh, why would you not only why would you listen to music I mean a lot of people listen to music and love music where I go this is generally everywhere but foreign music why would you do that like why not listen to the music of your your nationality or mm. countrymen and I, and I saw always like no music is universal I love that music and I can't control what I love and the same thing I think when you stand in front of a painting or a piece of art the same thing when you hear a piece of music you don't ask well is this Syrian or is this American you just listen to it and you love it. And we've seen in America, we we hear the stories when the Beatles first came. It's their music that carried them. Nobody cared if they're from Britain or not. Or they's like, I love that music and I want to attend. And that's why I saw art and music and culture transcends borders and connects people. Uh, I have more in common, I found at the time, and that's kind of shaped my personality. I have more in common with people who grew up in New York than some of my contemporaries who grew up where I grew up. Because I, I couldn't talk to them. I was like, if I talk about an artist, it's like they don't know what I'm talking about. What what else to talk about other than gossiping <laughs> on people? But and that, that was no interest of mine. I was fascinated with art, culture, and technology as well. Yeah, I think it's great. What are some of your favorite use cases for for momentable art? Uh, that's a great question. The first, the the best use case I would say is putting it on TV and letting it play and you enjoy kind of the greatest works of art because what we have is we have we're actually unearthing millions of artworks that are in public databases you know classical artworks renaissance artworks all the artworks that are free available but they are hard to reach because they are in databases they are people will not browse and it's hard to browse so we are unearthing all of these and creating a continuum to introduce contemporary artists which we will bring so Putting uh, Momentable on, playing it on your TV or screen, 
is probably the ideal scenario. And especially that we're launching the, the TV app and the mobile app in a few months. So I think that is the ideal scenario. The other scenario is to actually have it uh, hearing the description of the artwork. So reading, hearing the stories of the artworks. Uh, so for me, I have two screens. I'm lucky to have that. And then I can have one screen where it's playing art and the other screen where I'm, I'm working. And at any given moment, you like look at, look at that and it's like you're inspired by it. So these are probably the most favorite kind of use cases. In other use cases for artists to create a channel for them, for people to subscribe. Most artists only make money when they sell an artwork. So if they sell an artwork, they survive. If they don't, they starve, which is uh, something we would like to change. And the way we do it is that you have all these dig digital files. Most artists keep track record of all the works that they sold sitting on your computer. So put them on display and charge subscription from people who want to support you. You know, a dollar, two dollars, uh, allowing people to tip to donate, to support a project you want to do, to commission you. So we're trying to create for artists multiple streams of income that will help them as to be to stay an artist and to not have to work two, three other jobs to support their, you know, their uh, artistic talent. So these are the kind of things that we uh, that we're creating, and I think that will definitely impact uh, artists in a very good way. Yeah, yeah, I think that that sounds like a great idea. So how 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 do I discover them? Oh, that's great. So you go uh, Momentable looks like a Netflix in many different ways. You go in, you have a dashboard that changes as you like and love certain things or dislike. So we depending on the artworks that you like and dislike, the dashboard will change using artificial intelligence to present you with more of the stuff that you like and new discoveries. And you can then click on any of those and hit play and it plays. It's as simple as that. Plus, if you scroll down, you'll see artists. So the more you like, you don't, a lot of people don't know what to look when you ask them, well, what kind of art you like? Well, right. I don't know. I know I, I know it when I see it kind of thing. It's kind of like music as well. I mean, music people know because they know genres, for example, but they know general genres. They don't know, let's say, fusion jazz, whatever, unless you're very, very into it. So it's kind of like I, I know it when I hear it, the same thing. So you can just go in, let, let uh, Momentable guide you. And the more you like and dislike, Momentable will start kind of surfacing those artists that you like. In addition to that, we allow artists, uh, and this is our mission, is to share on every on every platform. We are not, you know, we're not here to exclusively take you from platform. And on the contrary, we're trying to capitalize on your presence on other platforms. So we allow artists to, you know, they share from their experience, their profile publicly, and people can they say for their audiences, and people can come and view their experiences. Very cool. So I have the option to let's just say I I, I love Picasso and I say I want to see mm -hmm. and have it sort of rotate through his through his works. So I have the opportunity to have that happen. Yes. To put music on mm -hmm. and or to have somebody narrate a description of the piece and yes. some of the background. Yes. So 
just like if you imagine a Netflix screen, at the bottom, you can even skip certain artworks that you didn't like. And the platform is seeing all these actions and understanding, oh, you skipped those artworks, so probably we'll show you less of that, more of that. Obviously, as more artworks are added, we'll be doing that. Unfortunately, we can't yet have Picasso because Picasso is still copyrighted and the their its, its state actually owns those copyrights. But when we work with museums, museums who have that will make those artworks available. But everything before that, for example, we have now the month of Leonardo da Vinci. In fact, the new version is called Momentable da Vinci, celebrating da Vinci himself. So you can go see da Vinci's artworks. So you can play them on, on, on you know, put them on play. And we will be adding a lot of his other art, uh, drawings from his booklets. So yeah, you just play it leave it playing. And you can then choose, we're adding uh, those features where it can read the description. So you can then just choose, hey, just like you choose subtitles on Netflix, you can just say, I want no sound, or I want, let's say, somebody to read the description of the artwork, or you have an ability, because I love poetry, to for the platform to generate poetry inspired by the by the artwork. So if you mm. love poetry, and we're also creating the ability to generate music based on a based on the painting, so something suitable for the painting. This is how I see it. Something a good way to use AI. In addition to that, we're allowing the artist to give a sample of their work uh, of their voice so that it can be read with the artist's voice, so as if the artist is explaining their work, and for the artist to prevent AI from doing that. So for example, if an artist says, some artists are very, very particular about their experience, say, I want particular sound over, and I want this description to be read. Nothing, no poetry, no nothing. We allow the artist to choose those preferences so that when you view the artwork, you're also we're also maintaining the vision of the artist and respecting that. Very, very, very cool. So you get the idea when, and now here we are, and it's alive in the world. The idea, the first time I got the idea for anything that connects art, not momentable as it stands, was after 9-11. So 9-11 happens, uh, disaster, of course, and a very tragic event. Uh, but what happened is most of the Middle East labeled the axis of evil. So I saw like, no, I mean, like, I know that I know the people I grew up among. Yeah, there, there's bad people everywhere. But I wanted, how do I do this? And so instead of me screaming on social, this the time there's no social media anyway, or I said, well, why don't I surface the art and culture from the Middle East? So we created Creative Arab, which is launched in 2006, the largest marketplace for Middle Eastern art in the world. And my opinion, my idea was, if I show people art and culture from this region, we will create connections and people will learn about each other and become closer together. So we bridge the gap. Unfortunately, it was too early because payment was a was a pain everywhere. In the Middle East, this was even more of a pain. To give you an idea, Facebook was not international at the time and WordPress has not been invented. <laughs> so wow. it was really, really hard to build that. The dark website. ages. Also, yeah, it cost me $30,000 just to put a page that is now you can buy for $30, just to give you the idea of the hmm. massive magnitude. So Momentable was something. So the idea of bringing art together and, and presenting people stayed in my mind. And then NFTs came around. We were already a, an education company in technology. And I saw NFTs and I said, this is what artists have been waiting for. I hated how NFTs were presented as a get 
rich, you know, and like investment. I don't believe in that, but I saw the technology innovation underneath it being someone who's an engineer and loved the technology. So I said, let's start building the platform. So we built, we started in 2022 and uh, it took a lot of work. And we we just managed to launch uh, a couple of months back just the alpha, and now we have the beta. So we're really, really excited. That's kind of our journey of how we got here. Speed of innovation, in, in, just incredible. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. What a fun and exciting project. At least, at least that's what, ha, has it been fun and exciting? It has been a lot of work and definitely fun and exciting. I mean, fun cannot happen without some effort, right? You look at you look at a sports, for example. I use sports as an analogy all the time. Um, I mean, to have a fun, let's say, football game, you have to put a lot of effort, right? You're tired, you're sweaty, but you had a ton of fun. The more you put in it, the more you get out. That's that's my my thinking about it. It is well said. Hussein, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage? And where can they take advantage and learn about Momentable? Yeah, thank you for having me in this. Uh, these are brilliant questions and a brilliant interview. Thank you very much. I would say uh, search Hussein Halak. I will show up on Google. You can find me at Hussein at Momentable.art. Go to Momentable.art or just search Momentable. We'll show up. Sign up. It's free. It's available for everyone around the world. And you can, we're launching a, sub, a premium subscription where you can have more features, but the free version will give you access to a ton of great art that you can enjoy um, at no cost. We want to make art that you uh, conversation in the world. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Hussein your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to momentable.art, M-O-M-E-N-T-A-B-L-E dot A-R-T, and check out everything that we've been talking about today and throw it on your TV just to get started and watch the conversations start moving. Thanks again, Hussein. Thank you, my friend. Until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.